Take two. Take two, man. <laughs> so uh, we were just recording the podcast right now. For and at least like a good 20 minutes. <laughs> and it was a solid 20 minutes. A lot of gems were were, were dropped, but it's all good. Uh, my, I, my memory card was full. And so it stopped recording. And so, yeah, that's my bad. But we're here again. But, God, dude, this place is sick, by the way. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm all about having a space that is conducive to working in and being comfortable. Um, if if you work in a disaster, you're never going to want to come work in it, right? Right. Um, and so I can see, like, just... I'm it, pretty OCD. It's very, <laughs> very well organized. Like, yeah, you have a ton of stuff. But it's, like, again, it's very organized. Like, your closet has so much camera gear, like... I'm low key jealous. Like, how much stuff do you have? How much? Way too much. Way too much. Let's just drop a number. How much have you dropped? Like, would you would you own right oh, now? Oh, I have no idea. Ballpark. Uh, ball ballpark. Um, I guess I could go off like my last like itemized list for my insurance company, right? I guess. <laughs> um, you... Like probably fifty grand. Fifty grand. Yeah. I was gonna say a little bit more. Yeah. But and, and maybe when you like add in all like the accessories and battery. Oh I my mean, geez, batteries and batteries. Memory, memory cards, right? Yeah. Like those aren't on the insurance sheet, but man, like. You know, a good V-mount battery, 300 bucks. Memory card, 200 bucks. Like, there's $500 right there. Right. And people have no clue. Clients have no clue that. They just know you have a camera <laughs> and it looks small, so it's not impressive. So, hey, you, you're not worth that much. Yeah. But I'm just generalizing. You know the memory point. card's $200. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, guys, uh, I haven't introduced our guest. Uh, this is Jared based out of San Diego, California. He is a content creator, podcaster, YouTuber, and also does uh, – he niches in the real estate um, content space. So, uh, Jared, man, um, when did you uh, – How's it been with the whole content creation, man? The content creation has been good. Uh, I've been in the content creation space probably, oh man, I don't even know, um, 2017 maybe, like making YouTube videos or maybe 2018. Um, little YouTube videos here and there. Don't go watch, guys, because they suck. They're horrible. They're not that, dude. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> um, if anything, I keep them up so like you can feel better about what you're creating. <laughs> but... Um, off and on with like video content on YouTube, I really want to do more. It's just like, it's just a time thing. Right. And it always falls by the wayside because I am so busy with client work that. Which is a great my problem. own stuff. Like it's the last thing I want to do. Um, but then I've been doing a podcast for three years and I love doing that. It has gotten to a point where it's, again, juggling that with like client work. It's been a little difficult scheduling episodes. Um, and then after three years, like me, I love doing it, but maybe I need to take a step back and figure out how to change it up. Cause when you're doing something that's the same for three years, um, those creative juices kind of start depleting and you got to find, find something else to, to change things up. I have a couple ideas. It's good to like take breaks, yeah. but, um, when you take a break, you got to make sure that you jump back in because right. that's the hardest part. Yes. Yeah. If you take too long of a break, it, then you don't come back. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's happened to like the old podcast. We took a, took a little Christmas break and we never came back. But, uh, uh back speaking of podcast, yeah. um, I know you've been podcasting for about two, three years now. This point, uh, like you said three, I think it's three years. And the cool thing yeah. about your podcast is, is that you're like interviewing like top, like in my eyes, like YouTube dogs, like you're interviewing big names. Like yeah, how do you've had, you know, Pat Flynn, Sean Cannell on the show, Peter Lindgren, Danny Gewurz, um, a lot of like great creators on the show. Yeah. And I feel like, like, for example, like Danny Gewurz, like he is like blowing up right now, especially with like the whole, he's like a true cinematographer, YouTuber, in my opinion. I don't know many other cinematographers out there, yeah. but in my eyes, he, I mean, I've been following his page for years and yeah. just seeing his progression. And he was on right before, like right as he was blowing up, like he came on the show and that's uh, sick. It was awesome. It was actually like a turning point for the show too. Okay. Having him on. Um, Cause he was the first one who's like, nah, I don't need any like prep questions or notes or anything. And it was just like, like this, like a casual, like a fun, casual conversation. And it was, it was the, 
it's still the best performing episode like people go back and that was years ago and still listen to that show because he's blowing up yeah. i feel like <laughs> i mean that that um specific podcast is showing up in the algorithms when they type in tiny converts yeah because i've seen it many times yeah. um how has it been doing like the whole virtual thing like i'm i'm trying to dabble into the virtual like try to um because i can't go to people's places all the time so i need to make it a little bit of convenience especially if a creator is like from out of the state and uh, how has that experience it's, been? It's bit like it's great. There are some downsides to it um, from like a technical aspect. But I've heard some of your episodes. Yeah, where it's you... great because I can have anyone on from anywhere in the world. And mm -hmm. that's why I've been able like there's no way I'm going to go. Well, Pat Flynn, maybe because he's local, but like there's no way I'm going to go get Sean Cannell or Peter Lindgren, who's in Sweden on the show. And he's been on the show like two or three times. Um, no way I could have made that yeah. happen if it was unless you fly person, out there. <laughs> right. Um, so it's been great. Um, there are downsides like with internet connectivity and just delay and, and speaking and stuff. And um, that does make editing the podcast a little bit more difficult just because I am so particular on the gap in between like ask, asking a question and getting an, an answer. Lag. So um, that makes it difficult, but it's been great because I've got to meet and talk to so many cool people one on one. Which, yeah. you know, not too many people get, get to do that. So it's been great. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Like I'm off mic. Well, off when we're done recording, I'm going to have to get some pointers from you as far as like what software is and whatnot. No name brands right now. But uh, yeah, man, um, I've been following your journey for a few years now. Um, I got connected to you through a mutual friend. Um, he had mentioned that you're from San Diego. You do content. And I checked up your YouTube and so started following it ever since. And then I saw you started doing podcasts and whatnot. So I'm a fan of your work, man. Um, and then I'm glad we finally were able to connect in person uh, probably like, what, two months ago? Yeah, yeah. And got uh, a coffee. It was great. Yeah, that, that was cool. Um, so, yeah, man, how, how's it been with the uh, – how's your business been doing? And how did you start? Yeah, business has been great. Um, I never thought I would do – photography, full-time uh, videography. I mean, everyone wants to, I would love to, but it's, 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 it's a buzzword right now, man. It's hard to make it work. So when you're like starting in the creative field and you're like, I like this, oh, it'd be great to make money doing this. And you, you're just like, how? It's one of the first things people start Googling, right? When they want to make money, like how do I make money with my camera? It's not easy. Um, and to make enough to make a living is very difficult. It takes a, a long time and a lot of hustle, but it's at a point now to where it's like, I got to start maybe planning on uh, I mean, you've talked about it, like just having a second shooter that I can refer work to um, because I don't want to miss out on work. I don't want to disappoint clients, but it's gotten to that point where um, even today, you know, it's it's raining outside and I still have jobs to go do. So right. it sounds great. like it sounds like a problem, but I think it's a great problem to have because like, again, do you want to be the kid Googling? How do I make money? I'd rather have the problem where it's like, yo, I have too much work. I need to expand. I need to hire out and yeah. outsource. And it's, it's like I don't want to complain about it, but it is when you are at that point is a legitimate problem from a, a business standpoint because you don't want work to go somewhere else. You don't want jobs going somewhere else so you, they never come back to you. Mm -hmm. um, so it is a legitimate problem when you get to that point. Right. And, and um, I mean, we don't have to go in super detail, but like it can you elaborate to the creators? Like how did you get to this level? It takes time, right? There is no magic answer to that. I think that's what I've learned through this whole process. And um, even when you research on you know how to make money as a creative or with your camera. There is no magic answer. Everyone has different uh, solutions to that. You just got to find the one that works for you and just hammer away at it. And you got to give it time. Mm -hmm. It just takes time. And that's, I feel like what no one says on YouTube is they tell you how to do it, but no one tells you that it's going to take time. Right. It's going to take years. It's not overnight. Um, you know, my, I've been doing this full time since 
the end of 2019. And even that was like a giant leap. There was, I look back at like my spreadsheets of like income and, and revenue and everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I, how did I take this leap to do it full time? Like the numbers weren't there to do it full time. Um, my poor wife must've been having like panic attacks. Like, how are you doing this full time? Um, but it, it worked out. Yeah. And I'm so persistence, it. persistence, You'd you say. have to. Yeah. Uh, do you have like any sort of like, uh, were you always in the creative space or do you have like, did you go to school for, or did you, did you major in something? So I've always or? done stuff with cameras um, okay. ever since elementary school. There's like a little, uh, I think it's like second or third grade, uh, like a camera competition with Kmart, the local Kmart. Um, and I won that competition and got like a little crappy plastic, you know, film camera. Um, and ever since then, I've kind of been hooked. I put cameras up and down. I think growing up in Southern California, skateboarding, surfing, snowboarding, um, doing a lot of action sports, like cameras and action sports go hand in hand. Um, so cameras have always kind of been a part of my life. I took photography in high school. Um, so I've always had a desire to do things with cameras. Okay. And when I picked a camera back up in probably like 2015, and got really into it. It's like Peter McKinnon was starting out. So there's a lot of those like cool camera hacks and those OG days and, and trying that stuff out. And at some point I was like, I want to start making some money with this so I can buy more camera gear. It was, had nothing to do with making a living, right? Literally just wanted to buy more camera <laughs> I gear. I just wanted more camera gear. I wanted to like, I wanted a drone. I wanted a better camera, a better lens. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about camera gear because you have an insane <laughs> amount of cameras. We'll, we'll talk about that later. In a yeah. Second. So it kind of started out with that and, um, starting with real estate photography. Just had a friend I know is a real estate agent, helped us buy this house, reached out to her. Can I shoot your next listing? Yeah, sure. No problem. Um, she was very patient because my work was okay. It wasn't bad, um, but it's nothing like it is now. It was not like a glamorous HDR image yeah, it's like not, today's. It's, it's <laughs> nothing like it is now. Um, but it kind of just, you know, kind of went from there and um, doing a lot of marketing. I have a strong marketing background. So just putting a lot of effort into that. I would say when you're, when you're doing a creative business, um, and some people will say this, some people may, may disagree, but I would say it's 70 to 80% business and 20 to 30% creativity. You got to be good enough to deliver a consistent product to your clients so they know what to expect. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a business and you need to know how to run a business to be able to be successful. Creativity takes a backseat to running a business, definitely. No, 100%, because I I have no business background. I just graduated from high school, and I went to Maricosta and dropped out twice. I picked up the camera. Um, I mean, you guys have heard my story at this point many times. But, yeah, it's just learning the whole business side has been has been a fun experience. It's, it's challenging, but it's like – I didn't. I never thought I'd be in the business world because I am now. Um, but I actually love it. I'm learning to love the 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 progress. Like I'm learning to love the journey. So what the, as they say, many people say, "Oh, you got to enjoy the journey." I'm actually enjoying it. Like, is it a pain in the ass? Hell yeah, it is. Um, is it's it's is it scary when you don't know if you're gonna get paid this month? Hell yeah, it is. But I know if I stay persistent, going back to what you said, big things are going to happen. And uh, yeah, I'm a firm believer of just like being persistent. Um, I know you had mentioned marketing. You had a strong uh, background in marketing. What is it that you've brought from, um, I don't know what previous jobs you had in, in the past uh, from marketing to the actual business itself? Like, can you give me a specific example? Well, I, I think uh, brand consistency is super important. I think a lot of people change up their look and their styles, and that's part of being a creative, right? Evolution. But I think uh, having some sort of consistency and then giving time for that consistency and that that brand consistency to, to work 
is super important. I think people do stuff for a very short period of time. And they, they think it's not working because they're not seeing results. So they change things up or they give up. Um, so having consistency um, in your brand and in your marketing, it, it takes a long time. Don't give something a week or two. Give it months to see if it works. And that's, that's scary when you're first starting out. You don't have months when you're first starting out to give things a, a chance to work. But that that's what it that's what it takes. Yeah, no, 100% agree again um when it comes to that like I for this specific podcast I told myself that I'm going to post every single day and uh I've been posting for the most part every single day. I probably missed like two or three since I launched the podcast. We're now in episode 7 and uh it's been it's been fun like I, but it's also a lot of work like you said producing your own podcast, editing your own podcast, making some right micro clips and uh but I, I I've seen since it's been 6 weeks seven weeks now, I've seen the numbers go up and I've seen the growth happening right now. I'm, I'm starting to see the growth happening on all platforms from YouTube shorts to TikToks to Instagram reels. Um, being consistent, posting every single day is is definitely, uh, it's definitely been a key factor for the growth of the podcast, I yeah. think. I think that's, that's super important when it comes to developing a creative business. But I think another area that's super important where a lot of people are lacking is pricing. Like you have to have good pricing and proper pricing to be able to be successful and to do it long term. You have to make money, right? And I think in this business, a lot of people are unsure of themselves and they undercut maybe the the current market or even undercut themselves when it comes to pricing. Um, and you need to understand what all goes into your pricing to be able to do this successfully long term. And you need to be confident about your pricing. And the only way you develop that confidence is really knowing what goes in to your pricing or really what comes out of what, what you're charging the client and, and kind of seeing what you, you make at the end of the day to be confident that like, no, I'm not under I'm not overcharging. I'm not undercharging to know, to know what you actually make. You know, I have spreadsheets on spreadsheets that tell me my percentage of profitability, what, you know, when I charge somebody, how much of that, what comes out for credit card processing, what comes out for taxes, what comes out for business profit to be able to like actually operate a business savings, right? You need to have a business savings account so you can reinvest in to more gear. Um, and then of course, setting aside money for taxes. And once that's all done, there's a number at the end, that's what you make. And so you really need to kind of dial that all in to be able to understand, okay, I'm actually not charging enough, <laughs> you know, and to up, up what you're charging. I think if everyone did that in this industry, we'd all be making more money. Right. Yeah. But it's, I feel like a lot of creatives are, especially when you're starting off, like, oh, this is my, this is my baby right here. Like they just this. pull a number out of the air. Yeah. Yeah. Like they really don't understand or they look at what other people are charging and they charge less. Why would you charge less? I understand what the thinking behind that. Is Devil's because, advocate. I want to gain that. I want to gain that um, client. Right. But like when you charge when you're when you, when you charge cheap and you're cheap, you're gonna get cheap clients, Oof. which are which is a headache, right? Like I've been there, right? We've all been there when you're first starting out. Yeah. The reason we can say this with confidence is because we've done it. Don't do it. You're gonna get cheap clients, which are a headache. It's it's the worst, headache. man. It's the worst. <laughs> like there is a saying, and I 100% agree with like, uh, oh, man, I forget the actual meme, but or the or the saying is, but like if you have a hundred thousand dollar client or let's say a twenty thousand dollar client. They're going to just, all right, send me the invoice. We're going to process it right now. You freaking charge someone $2,000 for a video. You're just going to hassle you or even 500 bucks for a video, 400 bucks for a video. They're just hassling you. It's, I mean, it happens all the time where for some reason 
the cheap clients are literally your worst nightmare. It, it, it doesn't make sense, but it's just the way it is for some reason. Yeah. And again, you just have to understand your pricing. Uh, $500 uh, might not be cheap for what you're delivering. Maybe it's only a 15 minute shoot and like 500 bucks is like, is, that's great profitability after 15 minutes. But um, yeah, you just got to understand your pricing, do a little research, do a little homework. Um, and even if that means taking some classes on on profitability and, and pricing and there's tons of courses you can take, but I think have more you, people did that, that would be super important. Um, have you invested in any course or any um, like masterminds that you see out there? Uh, not when it comes to business stuff, just because that's just been experience learning that through years of working in sales and marketing and looking at profitability sheets, which has nothing to do with creativity, but we've talked about like, you have to have a business mindset to be able to run a business. Uh, courses I've taken though have, uh, yeah, I have for, for lighting. And I think that's important. So when it does come to the creativity side, I have, you know, done courses. I've, uh, I have Mark, Bo Mark Bones course on the doc, you know, guy, yeah. the doc, you know, AOD course, which is great. I have a couple courses from, I got from moment. Um, I think Valentina, Valentina V's course, which is on like interview. She lighting. does like Adobe, Adobe, right? She, she does it. Adobe, but this course is on, um, on lighting, like right. interview lighting. So little courses like that, where you see a need in your business. Like I'm only going to invest in courses that are going to help me make money. Right. And improve my skills, to be able to charge more. So, um, I wouldn't take every course, but courses where you're like, okay, I need to specialize in that so I can charge more. Right. So I'm going to do that. Right. Cool. Um, in the part one of our recording, <laughs> you had mentioned something about marketing and how to be persistent with clients. Like if do you mind touching that? Yeah, I think we touched on it a little bit, but it just comes to giving your marketing time, time to right. work. For example, um, I do a weekly email to real estate agents in my market, uh, that, or at least the market I want to focus in. And if I just did that for a few weeks, it, maybe I got a handful of clients, but I've been doing it for a year and I still have people calling me, not because they just got my recent email, but they're like, Hey, I've been getting your emails for a while now. And I just, I want to give you a shot. I'm ready. I'm finally ready to try somebody new. Uh, you come up in my emails every week, I'm going to give you a shot. So you got to give, you got to be in front of people constantly. So you stay top of mind. If you, you never know when they're ready for your service or when they're ready to try somebody new. So if I just emailed that list for a month and then three months down the road, somebody's ready to, you know, try a new real estate photographer. If I wasn't in their inbox, would they have called me? Probably not. They probably would have forgot about me. Same thing when it just, when you look at general marketing, what about billboards, right? you see something, maybe you drive down the same freeway and you see that over and over again. Maybe it's for a specific beer and you go to the grocery store and you see it and like, it's just subliminal, you yeah. know, like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to give that a shot. I, you know, because it's top of mind. Yeah. And it's happened many times. Like if I, yeah, going back to the billboard, you see a sort a certain candy or a certain product and like, I'll never get that after your 20th drive from seeing it. And then you go to the store and you see it and you remember that I'm like, let me give it a shot. Yeah. Boom. Day one. There's a reason these big companies do marketing like that even if you can't track the ROI on it, they want to stay top of mind. So they spend money doing that, even though they can't track the actual ROI on that. There's a reason these big companies do it. And if it works for them, it can work for smaller companies, even if it, you're just doing photography. Bars, bars, bars. Yes, you got to stay <laughs> persistent, guys. Um, yeah, because I've been at fault where I emailed someone maybe once and then follow up the, a week later and I don't hear from them. It's like, all right, they're not ready for me or they don't want to work with me or they chose somebody else, but you never really know. Like you said, what if they're just not ready? So I'm going to go home and follow up on all those emails after hearing your story right now. But it's like, yeah, like I don't, 
I know it's easy for like a smaller, like a younger creator to like get butt hurt about. It. It's like, oh man, they they chose somebody else, or they get they want they went for the cheaper route, and you get all mad and frustrated, which you do even you really do not know what why what's the reason to. And if they go to the cheaper route, just be happy they didn't go with you, right? Because yeah, it would have been a pain. <laughs> yeah, this goes back to saying, yeah, like uh, it would have been a pain. Um, Jared, um, dude. So do you have any uh, plans for the future? I know you're doing podcast stuff and then you, I don't know, you might do some YouTube stuff. Like what is like your passionate um, content that you like to create? Because you said you got into the space to get camera gear and just create some cool stuff. Like what is it that you're passionate about right now? Uh, passionate about, I mean, really the business is what I'm passionate about because it's, it's really grown to a point that I'm excited about um, with, you know, a steady enough client flow and new clients coming in to really see that business grow and something you've worked hard on is it's super awesome to see. Um, so I'd like to get to a point to where I have some extra shooters where I don't have to be uh, concerned about, you know, having a sick day or going on vacation. Um, cause that's difficult when you're self-employed, like you're scared to go on vacation. You have a sick day, but you don't get them. You, you go work anyway <laughs> and it, it's miserable. So I, I like to see the business continue to grow. And then just from a creative aspect, I just really want to keep doing the podcast, but I got to figure out a way to switch it up a little bit after doing it for three years. Sometimes you just got to like change things up to, to stay passionate about something. And we see that with big creators, right? We see that with Peter McKinnon, his content is completely different than when he first started out. And that's okay. It's yeah. okay to change things. Up. Nothing wrong with that. Um, speaking of like changing things up, like I think the last one you uploaded on your podcast was like a live stream. Um, I, I didn't catch the actual yeah, yeah. live stream itself, but I, I saw the replay. Um, so is that something you're going to get into, like streaming more? I think so. I, I think I, I would like to maybe like flip-flop, right? So have one week where it's a pre-recorded guest episode, and then the next week maybe live stream an episode. And that kind of keeps things fun and interesting for yourself, yeah. and which will make you be able to you know do it more long-term. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you do do that, because I'd be I'd, I'd love to like check it out yeah yeah check out the live stream itself um so let's uh let's get nerdy man um for the for the gearheads out there what is it that you are rocking in 2023 oh man i change things up constantly um uh, so right now when i'm rocking because we're only like what a month and a half into the year um for like business aspects and, and even content creation um no that's different let's go let's backtrack a little bit so in the backpack, right? Daily in the backpack, we have the Nikon Z9, which is probably one of the most Did underrated. Did Homie just say Nikon? It's one of the most underrated cameras. <laughs> I'm messing around. Like, it's one just, of the most underrated cameras. This is one of those things like, where people make fun of Nikon. I, the joke's got to fly. <laughs> it's one of the most underrated cameras. I absolutely love that camera. It is such a great camera. Um, a you know, wide angle lens, 14 to 30, and a 24 to 70. And then, of course, I got to have a gimbal for what I do. But then What's the gimbal? Uh, the RS2. RS2. Yeah. Okay. And then drone wise, uh, Mavic 3. How do you like it? I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's great now. It wasn't great when it first came out, but it's yeah, great now. I, so <laughs> I listened to the podcast with you and um, I, Billy. Uh, uh, Billy Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you guys were describing as far as like turning on the the, the Mavic and it was like take forever. Like oh, the lag. It, it was I never experienced that, but I did get the drone like two or three months later when it first when it got announced and whatnot so yeah i know you got it instantly so yeah you're probably going through those bugs but like when you guys were mentioning that's like dude i have no idea what they're talking about it was horrible yeah it was i didn't horrible. go through that but it, it was ridiculous i mean literally waiting 15 20 minutes to get you were saying that i'm like what? like it tastes like seconds like it's so, it does now <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like it's so it was so funny like listening to your guys's experience when uh when you the first uh the mavic 3 first came out um so you got uh, mavic 3 yep Anything. So that's kind of, I mean, that's all you need. That's all. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that is a lot. That's, those are 
flagship high-end drone and camera and lenses. So they're not cheap. It's a stupid amount of gear to carry in your backpack, but um, it's what I use every day to to create the content I'm creating for clients. Nice, nice. And um, as far as like, what's your uh, editing rig? I mean, I'm looking at it right here, but if you mind describing it for the creators uh, yeah, out there. So it's the, what is that? The Mac Studio, I think, right? I think that's what it's called. I'm not a I'm not a Mac person, <laughs> so I, I'm a PC guy. Um, so I, this is all foreign territory. And one Mac Studio, I think it is. And then uh, I went with a ultra wide monitor and that's kind of a game changer i love being able to have multiple windows open and have the same amount of real estate basically as you would if it was on a smaller uh, monitor the only downside to that is it's it's a 1080p monitor so the resolution is not that great but the nice thing is you know everything looks even better <laughs> that you're creating it's going to look better on a phone it's going to look better on a 4k monitor um so that's yeah that's the setup for, uh, for it's editing. like uh is it do you like does the um the Nikon shoot like what 4K 60 4K? Oh, the Nikon, yeah, it shoots 4K 60, 4K 180. Uh, it shoots 8K internally. Oh, wow, I mean, things gnarly. Oh, it's, so it's, it's a beast then. It's a beast. It's okay. huge. I, I just never really hear about it. Um, but that's that's that's. If awesome. you look up the Nikon Z9 on YouTube, you're gonna find a lot of reviews, and the things kind of kind of blow your mind. And I think a lot of creators that have reviewed it, they've sent it to creators that are that are Sony shooters and Canon shooters. Not one person has one bad thing to say about that camera. Oh, it's wow. fantastic. It's just like I can't switch to Nikon because I'm already invested in Sony and Sony rocks. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And they're I, just kind of late to the game. And I had a huge camera dilemma a while back about like maybe I need to switch because I wanted something that shot 4K 60 that was good in low light because that's what you what you need for real estate. Um, and I almost decided to go to Canon instead of uh, like. Nikon or Sony, but I ended up pulling the trigger on the Z9. It's an expensive camera, but I don't regret it. It's fantastic. So you just pretty much sold what you had already, or do you still, or I, do you I, hoard yeah. all your gear? No, no, I, I, I sold another camera I had um, to help pay for it. And then, of course, you know, it's a business write-off, and right. you know, I had, you know, it's part of knowing what goes in your pricing, so you have money aside to make these these investments. So it's been great. I love that camera. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of business write-offs, yeah, I'm currently. Uh, like in the process of doing my taxes right now and it's been it's uh it's not fun no. <laughs> so it's like being like a business owner like it's I was something i was discussing with my wife like where she has a, a a normal job where it's like it's like yeah the pros of having a job it's like you don't worry about any of that you just get your w2 and you fill it out and that's it yeah where us were like you got to keep track of every single a thing. ridiculous amount of 1099s yes and then reaching out to clients like hey where is it like you haven't mm -hmm. sent it mm -hmm. um even though you know they asked for your w-2 um you're still waiting on a 1099 yeah like, come on <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm currently in the process of like doing all that like i'm learning about uh, you're supposed to send your 1099s by the 31st of january which i didn't know so now i gotta pay a penalty fee for that so it's like uh it's been it's been i've been learning a lot i'll say that to say that at least man but yeah. um it's uh i mean i wouldn't trade it for anything else yeah, taxes think. are the worst but uh i have a pretty streamlined because most of my stuff goes most of my stuff is credit card right so um i don't need to worry about 1099s because i use stripe and so they like all your tra at the end of the year, they give you they a tax document that shows all your transactions and what you made, and okay. um, that makes it pretty easy. So the only real 1099s I have are from bigger shoots where they paid check. Maybe they're big corporate clients and stuff like that. Sure. But, um, yeah, taxes. I'm not looking forward. I finally have all the info I need, so I can start doing that. But, um, but let's not talk about that because yeah. the taxes yeah, are super yeah, yeah. boring. Seriously, it's, it's boring and scary. <laughs> Should and, we talk uh, about? Um, so 
should we talk about what I use for the podcast? Because that's completely yes, different. I actually, than what, I actually wanted to talk to you yeah, about yeah. it. So yeah, what is it? What are you using the podcast? So for the podcast, I'll switch out the microphones occasionally just to keep things interesting. Like I'll notice the difference in sound. Um, most people probably won't, you know, but I love using the Shure SM7B, but I'll change it up to, to different microphones I have. Um, but that, this is definitely a staple. I, I love the, the company, the road, uh, not road, but the blue compass boom arm. Totally boring talking about boom arms, but I love just the the sleek look and being able to hide the cable. Um, you're using the Rode one yeah. now, which is great. It's super quiet. It adjusts great, but I hate the giant Rode logos all over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm a huge Rode fan. I also yeah. have like, I have like those like little uh, microphones, like Rode uh, foamy things. And it has like Rode imprinted in both sides. Like, dude, I wish I could just hide this. Like, and I don't want to like ruin it by scraping it off with the knife <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Rode, dude. Be a little bit more sleek, yeah, but I get it. I get it from sleek. a marketing perspective. Yeah, you yeah. want road, you want people to see what road is yeah. and whatnot. Um, and then that's all feeding into the Roadcaster Two now. So I just I just picked up that. Um, How's that been for you? It's great. I know some people have had some issues because it just depends when you get it. Like new tech always has some bugs, but this has been great. Um, I love it. A uh, huge difference in clean preamps, so I can run the Shure SM7B straight into it without a preamp. You know, this is definitely a microphone that needs a lot of gain. So before you would need some sort of preamp to you know, have some clean extra gain, but not with the Rodecaster 2. Like, it's great. Yeah. Um, it, you can do some cool, like, sound effects with one-button pushes and stuff. It's just a smaller footprint, and it has, like, a, a mount on the back where you can mount it on a, like, monitor arm. Nice. So I can get it off the desk. I can kind of have it mounted and Anywhere you adjust want. it as yeah. I need it. it, it it's great. It, I highly recommend it. You know, if you're going to start a podcast and you have the budget for it, like, check out getting... Um, a Rodecaster one or two. My first one actually went to Carlo, who was on the po podcast. Yeah. Uh, so he purchased that, sent it to him. Oh, for nice. His, for his podcast. He has a great podcast. Nice. Yeah. I'd be listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he just took that off my hands. And then, so that's for the audio setup. Of course, you need a decent headphones. These are just Rode headphones, but any any headphones will, will work. Yeah. But um, it's also a video podcast. So we have the Blackmagic 6, 6K behind here. Mm with a Sigma 18 to 35 and um, the black magic is just gives it such a good look. I won't say the software. I know you don't want to know what software it all. No, you, I don't really care. Right? I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Go for I, it. I use Ecamm live. Ecamm, Ecamm live. Cause I wanted um, to ask you because I've seen it like, <sighs> but it's a Mac only. So you can't, you can't, I've seen nonstop like Riverside ads on my YouTube and like Instagram. It's like freaking annoying. So I'm like, I'm okay. Back so, to the marketing thing. So I might try it out and test it out and whatnot. We can get into that. Like, I sure. am not a Riverside fan. Okay. At all. I just um, see the ads. I'm like, I don't want to think. I don't want to like do all the research, uh, which I should, which is I shouldn't be saying this out loud. But like, if they say Riverside works, why not? But go, go. So for it. that was kind of like what my Educate my me. last episode was about. So they were the ones that who was reached, them. They're the ones that reached out to sponsor the podcast. They reached out um, a few times. So they reached out first, like oh, maybe a year ago or something. And I just said no because I was happy with Ecamm. They kind of overlap a little bit, and so I was already invested in Ecamm. I'm really good friends with the folks over at Ecamm. I am, you know, an affiliate for them, and I could. When they reached out again, I was like, okay, I think I can make this work because um, while there is some overlap, there are differences, and I can I can make it work. Um, and I I kind of go through this in the live stream, you know, Riverside. It just didn't give me the look I liked that I get out of Ecamm because Ecamm you can plug in a LUT. Right. And you can do some color adjustments. So what it's recording, like I can get the look I want. Riverside would need some extra work. I need to put in the editor, do some color correcting and stuff because I'm using the Blackmagic 6K and I want a very specific look. 
Um, and it just didn't work for me. Like it just out of nowhere would stop recording. It would just would stop recording. Um, and I would reach out to them and their customer service is horrible. And I was like, if this is how you are with someone that you're, that you want to pay money to advertise your product, if I can't get a hold of you and get good customer service, how are you going to be with someone that's paying you money? So it just, it didn't work out. With the sour taste. I'm, I'm yeah. so glad you're saying this because I, I vividly remember listening to this podcast episode and I'm like, dude, I wonder what Brandy's talking about. And then coincidentally, I'm seeing Riverside ads nonstop and uh, you're like pretty much like, yeah, they kind of suck. They do. <laughs> I'm, they're, saying they're, they're, I'm saying it. You don't have to. <laughs> um, it's a great product if it works right. And I know some people have had no problems okay. and I had nothing but problems with it. And um, it. I'm a pretty tech savvy person, especially when it comes to podcasting. I've been doing the podcast for three years. Very I professional, how, sound, visual, everything. I know how stuff should work and this should be easy. And if it's complicated, even when it comes to like when you when you pull up the camera, by default, it's like it's flipped. So it's just that's weird. Yeah. So you got to go into settings and like unflip it. And which should be by default. But yeah. So just little <laughs> things like that. And their customer service was horrible and the product. I mean, I don't know why I just stopped recording. Yeah. In the past, I've used when I for like client podcasts that that, were vir- that had to be virtual. I've just used Zoom. I just had to make, I had to figure it out. So I'm like, hey, I need a podcast done by tomorrow. Can you make it happen? I'm like, sure. So I'm trying to figure out how to do it, and just literally just did the Zoom. Um, it's not, not, it's not the greatest look. I mean, I was still able to plug in my camera on my my subject, but for the guests, they're using the webcam, and I send them an email like, hey, make sure you have a wind, you're next to a window. It's like facing you kind of thing and they just do just condescent light and it's just like horrible ugly image but they didn't really care but uh yeah i mean yeah your stuff is like very professional that's why i was impressed to like seeing you do guest podcast and it's like at least from the outside in it looks like there's like no mistakes happening because this looks so clean and so yeah, uh, just internet connectivity is okay. the, the biggest thing gotcha. you know, when you're doing a remote podcast you have difficulty with either they have bad internet or you have bad internet and it just um, I try to plug into Ethernet. I'll run a cable all the way out to my router, That's so like, so I I have the best internet possible. But nope, they're not doing that. I yeah. don't expect my guests to do that. So, um, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I know you mentioned Black Magic. Um, are you invested in the DaVinci uh, Resolve software? So you get the their studio version or whatever it is when you buy a, a Black Magic camera. You get that for free. So um, I've used it a handful of times, but. I I'm invested into final cut with all my plugins and stuff. So it just, it's an expensive, like switching anything, whether it's cameras or editing software, it can be expensive. So, um, I'm happy with final cut. I don't need to shoot black magic raw. I just shoot pro res on, on those and it works fine. And have you, have you at least toyed around with like the color grading aspect as far yeah. as like, cause it's I supposed mean, to it's, be like the crumb of the crumb. There is that you can do way more than you can in any other. Okay. Software. So it is hyped up to it's, it's okay. amazing. Okay. The, the stuff you can do and the power windows and just, um, it's cool because like, that's what I, I miss about or I wish final cut had when you edit, it's kind of like editing a photo. You can, you know, do gradients and you can do all this other stuff to just make the image look just right. Um, when it comes to a photo, you kind of do that and resolve, like they have just amazing tools you can do. And then even just simple stuff, like, uh, I'll still round trip stuff when I need to, when it comes to flickering issues, if lights are f- flickering, um, they have a great default deflicker, you know, tool. Because I've in seen there. plugins that you have to pay like two hundred bucks for it to like use Resolve, and that's fantastic. Interesting, yeah. interesting. That's super cool. That's interesting. Um, what is the style of editing on Resolve? Like, it's a, uh, it's like 
you see like arrows and like images like it's not like a, a typical timeline what is that there's like a specific term for that sp style of editing on davinci uh what do they call them I, they call them nodes nodes yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it is like the node system like it's 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 like the matrix for me i don't know I'm not, i don't understand it, it's trippy and i don't i don't even like i'm not fully into it so i can't really explain it too well but i mean you can have certain nodes like only 50 percent of what you do in that node you know, go to the next one, but yeah. it, it, you know, think of it as layers. So like each node gotcha. affects the next one, you know, it's such a trip. It's it like, is. a like my mind is like, I'm like stuck in premiere. I've been using it for so many years at this point. I'm efficient at it. It's like, do I really want to, but I see like everyone jumping ship right now. They are right. But and I guess, but I, I mean, there's gotta be more to it. I'm sure black magic is investing in these creators. So like, Hey, ditchers and come to us and we'll give you a nice piece of the pie. Here's the deal with resolve. It's fantastic. And it does a ton and Hollywood movies are edited using resolve. The content you're creating does not need to be edited like a Hollywood movie, right? It's, it does way more than you need and can complicate things and just make your project take way longer when your current software probably does everything you need it to do for your client work and even for your creative work. I, I, lo I love don't that. overcomplicate things, guys. I love that. You, I love that you said that, man. Because yeah, you're right. Like people want the greatest, and I want cinema cameras just for a talking head Instagram reels. Like, do you really need all that gear? You know. But like, yeah, I I I agree as yeah. far as like good enough and done quickly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Less is more, man. Um, I noticed like in your closet, you had so much other gear that we haven't even touched upon. Like, do you mind briefly going through that real quick, or what is it that you got? Yeah. In I mean, we like. I mean, a couple of Nikon's. So I got, uh, I always like having two of the same kind of camera body and style, not necessarily the same camera body, but the same, you know, brand yeah. just for color, color scheme and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's a game changer that like, that's a huge tip. If you can save up enough money and have multiple, the same camera brand that shoot in the same color profile, so much easier, um, keep it consistent, but a couple of Nikons, a couple of black magics, uh, an Ursa G2, which is like, was a, a huge, uh, impulse buy and don't really need it probably i probably should sell that thing um and then you know a ton of lights a lot of lighting a lot of audio gear you know everyone gets super stoked on on the camera stuff but um you need good lighting and good audio and yeah. that takes up a lot of space yeah yeah lighting like if if you have the best camera and shitty lighting it's just not going to be a good image no matter if you're shooting doesn't matter which if you're shooting an 8k or 10k or whatever yeah. like the image is going to suck no matter so, what Pull the trigger on some nice lighting setups, um, but wait for sales because everything goes on sale. Yeah. So don't yeah. pay full price for anything ever. That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, do you have like one last tip um, for the creatives out there that are trying to get into the space or trying to make a living out of it? It's a side hustle. They want to make it a full-time gig. Yeah, just uh, kind of the theme of this episode. Be consistent, be persistent in creating content. Um, I think that will also help um, kind of like that that gas syndrome, you know, that gear acquisition syndrome. If you're creating with what you have, you'll probably be less likely to want the next and greatest thing because you're learning how to get the most out of what you have. And so I find when I'm doing that, I spend less on gear because I'm creating with what I have and it creates great content. There's no need to buy, you know, the latest and greatest. Um, if you can get the most out of what you're currently doing, it's not going to make what you're doing any, no, like it's not going to improve your skills, leaps and bounds creating will. So get the most out of your camera until you you're ready to take that next leap. But yeah, just be consistent. Be consistent. Yeah. Love it, man. Love it. Well, Jared, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been 
super cool to be here. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, we'll have all the information in the description as far as like his podcast, his Instagram, and whatnot if you want to connect with Jared. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. See you.